0: everyone in CCR land, this is Jess. So unless you're working on a farm in the summer, this is one of the best seasons to be shooting. It's warm, it's sunny, it's a great time to get out there. So today we're going to talk about all of our favorite summer films. Roll that music, John.
1: Welcome to the Classic Camera Revival, coming to you from the Greater Toronto-Hamilton region of Ontario, Canada. If you don't have gear acquisition syndrome now, you most likely will by the end of the episode. Hey there, folks. Welcome back.
2: And as Jess so wonderfully introduced our show, summer is an amazing time to get out and shoot film. And we all have favorite stocks. Sometimes we like to shoot favorite stocks a little bit different. So we just have a mixed bag of everything, color, out of this world, black and white and literally outside our visual spectrum. So we're going to start it off on the slow side of things and start off with Mr. James Lee with a favorite of mine as well, Rolli RPX 25.
3: All right, thanks, uh, Jess and Alex. Yeah, absolutely, Um, uh, Rolli RPX 25 to me kind of, it checks a lot of boxes for a, a summertime film. Uh, You know, assuming uh, that summertime where you live, it's bright and sunny and it's generally not raining and 60,000 shades of Toronto grey. So we actually get to see some rays of sunlight, some nice shadow um, or actual shadow for a change. Um, And and we definitely want a lot of sharp images uh, in the summertime. So uh, Rolly RPX 25 is one of those films. Um, You know, all of the Rolly RPX films are I, I think they're you know, definitely favorites among a lot of film shooters out there and with really, really good reason. So RPX-25 was introduced by Mako Direct uh, sometime around 2014, I believe. So uh, for those that aren't too familiar with Mako, Mako is a German-based film distributor. They actually don't um, manufacture any films of their own. Instead, what they do is they make a lot of deals with other film manufacturers and uh, get those films out uh, into mar- into the marketplace. So um, <laughs> there's always this sort of uh, this air of mystery when it comes to the Roleye films in particular, RPX 25, in terms of, you know, where did it come from? What was the original emulsion? And there was some, there's some strange, um, uh, opinions out there that it was uh, an 80-speed film that Roly used to make. I believe it was called Avi Photo or Avi Av Photo or something like that. But then that sort of quickly got dispelled, and and you know the the mystery still out there. And certainly, um, you know, it is it is a rabbit hole you could easily go down if you really wanted to geek out on the history of some of the emulsions that are out there. Um, you know, a lot of the time we pay attention to RPX 100 and 400 um, and a lot of people don't get into RPX 25 as much as they should, I really think. But, you know, it's a little bit of a different look compared to the uh, the 100 and the 400 films. Um, and I have my own opinion on that. Now, uh, the, R- the Roly RPX 100 has one of the highest silver content uh, emulsions that you can find on the market today um and so does rpx 400 but rpx 25 being a much lower speed film is a little bit more or less dense i'm guessing in the coating so it has a little bit of a different look so it's kind of the red headed stepchild a little bit of the Roly family um to quote uh, our esteemed colleague uh, uh bill smith one of his favorite things uh so rpx 25 is sort of the ugly stepchild but um not that ugly it, it, when it comes down to it it's uh it's a really, really um, uh, good film in terms of uh, uh, you know sharpness and uh, and some of the things that you could uh, take advantage of with its lo- really low uh, ISO. In fact, um, there might be some slower uh, films out there in production today, um, but they're generally either orthochromatic or or pan ortho ortho pan films. But uh, R P X twenty five, I believe, is the lowest. Uh, native ISO in production panchromatic film that's available today. Um, that's my opinion. Don't quote me on that. I think it, you know, it, it, it could be debated for sure. Uh, but I, I'm not aware of any slower in production, anything lower than ISO 25. You know, the next closest thing that comes to my mind would be Ilford Pan F or something like that. But, um, you know, having the ability to use a 25 ISO film, uh, in the summertime is actually, um, really cool when you think about it in particular, if you shoot pinhole, uh, and you, you know, it's a really bright sunny day and, you know, let's say you're shooting a 100 or a 400 ISO film and, you know, you're getting maybe, I don't know, like, um, you know, something less than a second or a second exposure. But, you know, with pinhole, we really want to get a sense of movement. So, with an RPX 25 or a 25-speed film, especially something that sharp um, uh, and smooth grained, you know, you now take your pinhole where you had, say, less than a 1-second exposure, and now you've got a, a 1 to three, four, five-second exposure, which is, you know, definitely, I think, the effect a lot of us would be after um, with pinhole as well. And the other advantage, um, why I like RPX 25 in the summertime is because I shoot a lot, um, you know, growing up as sort of as a wedding and portrait shooter, um, I have, um, uh, you know, sold a lot of my work um, and gotten used to shooting uh lenses wide open um and that can be difficult with film uh, in the summertime um if you're using say the sunny 16 rule as an example so you know let's say you've got a, a you know a 1.4 uh speed lens um and you know you're going to shoot sunny 16 say at, you know um f8 or f11 you know you're going to you're, you're going to get a, a faster shutter speed right you're so you're going to be up in that uh uh like your 250th uh of a uh, second shutter speed and that sort of thing um um or you know in order to meet the sunny 16 you're going to you're going to be at those higher apertures but let's say you want to have it um those lower apertures you know uh, ISO 25 film at 1.4 um you know you can shoot that with sunny 16 at 1.4 because it's such a slow film so you will get that nice bokeh or or out of focus areas and things like that, that kind of limits you with film speed. So it does get you down there without having to go, you know, and find some of the discontinued stocks where it can be a bit of a crapshoot. At least, you know, you've got a a very stable um, emulsion and, um, you know, and if you're shooting in a modern-ish film SLR, like, uh, you know, like a, a Canon F1 or, an F5, um, an F6, et cetera, uh, uh, a, um, a Minolta Maxim, um, you know, some of my favorite, you know, high shutter speed cameras, you know, you can really take advantage of having your lenses really wide open, uh, and, uh, shooting at faster shutter speeds as well, if you want. So, uh, you know, it, it's, uh, it's a really good uh, um, uh, film, in my opinion. Uh, it's also a really good candidate for reversal processing as well. Uh, so, you know, I would certainly I personally never done it. I'm not sure if anyone on the panel here has done it. Um, but, you know, certainly something to send to say, you know, DR5 if I'm assuming that DR5 is still in business, or really experimenting with some of the Scala developer uh, uh, product and stuff like that as well.
2: So, yeah, RPX25 works really great as a reversal film. So I recently went through a kit from uh, Adox, their Scala developer kit, and I essentially took the processing times for Scala 50 film, which is just rebranded HR 50 film, and cut it back 10% because Scala 50, the ASA 50 film, RPX25, both have the same base film stock. And it is an Agfa AviFot um, eighty is has been confirmed as being the original film. It's just it's been modified yeah. in finishing. So yeah, it, it works wonderfully as a reversal film.
3: Definitely, uh, And you know what? It, it's a great film. You know, in terms of the data sheet and its sensitivity, uh, it does drop um, in sort of the the greenish blue spectrum. So it does dip in the. you know 400 to say 525 wavelength range so um so which is interesting um well actually not it's actually not surprising because the contrast on the film is really good so um you know it it does it's a little bit more sensitive so it kind of it dips in it you know it's high in the reds low in the greens and blues and then high again um uh like in the Uh, magentas and purples and things like that. So uh, it does actually deliver a really, really excellent uh, contrast. You know what I think for a film to have in your bag on a bright, sunny day, definitely RPX 25 is, is a terrific choice, Um, you know, because it gives you the ability to, you know, get the effect you want, That you're going to need a good quality, low ISO uh, film. So definitely if you haven't tried it, get out there, give it a shot, experiment with it, try it with some red filters. You know, Roly's rolly films are traditionally, in my experience, uh, very sensitive on the, on the infrared spectrum. Um, so, you know, some of them, the reddish, the redder light, um, I think are going to get you even, even a little bit more of a contrast punch all around good film. Um, it pushes well within one or two stops pushes and pulls well. Um, you know, it's more of a push film than a pull film in my opinion, but, um, uh, you know, I pushed it to 100 a couple of times, you know, the, re- the results were were mediocre, but, um, you know, that's just more error than intention though. But I think if I intended to push it, I probably wouldn't go past 200 with it. But, uh, um, you know, it's still a very versatile film, film for what we would classify as low ISO.
2: Definitely. And speaking of infrared, John has been working uh, really hard in, Getting back into uh, working with IR films, uh, specifically Rolly Retro ADS.
4: Okay, thank you, Alex. Uh, Yeah, it's summer and an old man's heart turns to infrared. But just to, uh, you know, just before the comment section fills up, I'm talking about Rolly Retro ADS. It is not a true infrared film. But uh, as James indicated, like uh, like a number of films like this, like Ilford SFX, uh, Roleye Retro um, 400, uh, I believe Super Pan, uh, the RPX 25, it has enough sensitivity above 720 nanometers of the wavelength is that you, to allow you to get a fairly decent infrared effect. And just again, to also clarify, we are talking black and white infrared. Uh, if you wanna shoot uh, color infrared slide film, unless you're willing to pay literally hundreds of dollars for long expired film, I'm afraid that uh, that chip is sale. Pay someone to a, to a couple hundred bucks to adapt an old digital, sorry, I said the D word. But uh, like for black and white infrared, like there's still, there's uh, Role has its infrared. There are a couple of others that are getting increasingly hard to find. Um, but the great thing about Rolly Retro ADS is you can use it as a regular film, but then by using a uh, an IR-72 filter, you can shoot um, as black and white. Now, uh, infrared. Now, a couple of things, like the IR-72 folder, um, these filters are very, very dark. They are almost opaque. If you hold one up to a bright light, you, you'll barely be able to see through it. It'll look like a very, very, very dark red. Um, As a result, ideally if you have something like a range finder or uh, a TLR, like a Rollaflex, that's what you want to go with if you can, because if you're using an SLR, you'll have to be taking the filter off to focus and compose, then putting the filter back on to expose. And one thing about uh, TLRs, uh, getting the original uh, bayonet type uh, filters for TLRs is rather expensive. Pay a few bucks, get a cheap adapter from China. To uh, what I do, I have for my Rolleiflex, I have an adapter that goes from the B2 or the the Bay2 mount to uh, forty nine millimeter. I can use my uh, cheap and cheerful filters. Uh, it uh, it works great. In terms of exposing, if you're like exposing infrared correctly, can be a bit of an art because. What you see in terms of regular light sensitivity doesn't always correspond to, uh, to the strength of the infrared. So what I'd recommend, especially if you're trying this out, simplify the process. Go out on a bright, sunny day as close as you can to the uh, what's called the solar maximum, which if you're in daylight savings time is about 1 p.m. It's the worst time to shoot anything else but it's the best time to shoot infrared. So it's out bright, bright sunny summer day, um, and uh, shoot at an exposure index of two. Like what I do is, I set the, uh, I set the shutter for half a second. I stop down to uh, f sixteen. You don't need a meter. Start with that, um, and unless you're like really, you know, really far north or. Or really far south, and it's winter time down there. Uh, you might not get the results you want. If it's a picture that that one of those w- one in a lifetime picture, I would bracket uh, a stop on either side of that. Uh, just like if you you know you see Elvis getting out of the UFO, uh, bracket uh, maybe a stop, even perhaps two stops more light and bracket one stop, less light just to be safe. But for me, I, t- I just try and keep it simple, middle of the day, bright, sunny day. And it's, uh, and it's, it's, it's pretty, uh, it's pretty easy. Um, and again, like I haven't tried it, but Ilford SFX is the same kind of film with that extended rents, red sensitivity. Um, and like I said, RPX, uh, super Pan, there are probably some uh, some others. But apart from that, once 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 you shot the film, you're developing it as normal, um, and the scanning. What I find sometimes you want to try and you know. One of the hallmarks of a good infrared shot is a dark dark sky. So I will you know adjust the uh, the levels and the contrast to accentuate the uh, the dark sky because that's the the style for me. So uh, I know I've spoken with a few people recently. Who used to be really interested in trying this out. They didn't know that uh, that uh, ADS was sort of the poor man's way of trying infrared. So hey, get that IR seventy two filter and give it a shot.
2: Awesome. Now going from slow to going from slow to super fast, we have the new kit on the block, and Sinestil has recently come out with a new film stock uh, 400d and bill has been loving that for since summer
1: hi everyone um yeah i thought it was going to be the summer of 100 iso but then back in the spring let's roll the clock back it's spring everyone's wondering what the heck is going on with kodak alaris and color film stocks but then one day in the space of like a day or so we have all these product announcements like adox color mission 200 which i kind of was moving a little too slow and that sold out in a matter of hours and then Sinestal showed up with their 400d which we're going to talk about in a second and then japan camera hunter came out with their fugu 400 slide film which we haven't heard much since but you know it's going to show up sooner or later, but today we're going to talk about SinStill 400D. Uh, and I'm sort of saying this could be a potential, an alternative to Portra 400. Is it a Portra 400 replacement? No, it is an alternative too. So our friends at sinstill are best known for 800T and 50D, which is basically... Um, 500 tungsten vision and uh, 50 vision daylight film with the remjet removed. 400D is a different animal altogether, uh, since still themselves saying this is not a motion picture stock. No remjet remo- uh, has been removed. It is also designed to be um, processed in C41 chemistry at your local lab or at home with a Unicolor synstill flick film or or whatever kit you got handy in front of you. So um, it is, again, a high dynamic film. You can expose it anywhere between 200 200 ISO and 800 ISO without pulling or pushing your processing. It can be pushed processed to 3200 ISO and matt murray of matt loves cameras swears that this is his new favorite uh film because it replaces uh natura 1600 from fujifilm because he shoots 400d at 1600 iso and does a two-stop push and he says he gets amazing results out of that now um with 400d it's uh usable in both like um old-school mechanical cameras, and you can use it in your state-of-the-art Nikon F5 or F6. I've been shooting it. I've shot this film on two occasions, once in a, uh, in a Canon new F1 and in also my Nikon F5. Both delivered amazing results. There is sort of a red halation on some in bright, bright, bright sunlight. That could be not everyone's gonna like it but then again there are ways around it you can sort of cancel it a little bit in your scanning process or in post and you can sort of dial that back um again i shoot it myself at 250 iso uh much like i do with portra ultra max um superior 400 you know, it's that, that's sort of my that native, so I can get more of that shadow detail. But it is a high dynamic uh, range. Sin stills currently sold out, but they're making more. And they're probably gonna make more than their initial first run because I think they've got themselves a hit on their hands. It is available in 35 and 120. I believe 4x5 is gonna be released some point soon. And uh, the stuff I've seen online, it has a very, a pleasant retro look. Retail, it comes in not far off Portra, maybe just slightly under, give or take a dollar or two, uh, depending on your uh, where you're buying it and in what currency. Other than that, I'm quite happy. And I, I think since still nailed this one, uh, Perfectly. And I, I can't wait to, to see more work done with it.
2: And I certainly am looking forward to my five pack of 120 and 400 D2 coming to uh, come into my mailbox, but I'm still waiting. Hopefully
4: soon. Mm-hmm. I have one question about this. Is the plan at some point to offer this in 220? Is this the film that they were thinking of doing that for?
1: I think they're still talking about it. Like I'm not going to put words into Andre Dominguez's mouth, uh, because he's sort of the, I guess the go-between guy between the the brains behind Sin Still and us, the community. I know there have been noises about making 220 again, which would be great. I have a Mamiya C220 uh, camera that does do 220 film, and <clears throat> I know you have a, a 6 by 9 which then you can literally go to 16 shots, and Go real to town
4: <laughs> that would definitely work for me i might even try color film again if that if that becomes reality
1: i hope so i hope so uh, and again th- i should restate this 400d is not vision 250d with the remjet removed
2: no it's uh, not
1: it's it might be related to it but it's not the same because it's it is a film that's native for c41 chemistry
0: on Instagram, uh, I think it was the Darkroom Lab that just did a post where they compared 400D to 800T. Yeah. And I was shocked at the results like 400 D just looks amazing. It almost reminds me a little bit of the old Agfa Vista 400 that I love mm-hmm. so much because the reds are really nice and poppy. Oh yeah. Uh, so it, that's, think, it's a really exciting color film to be releasing right now. This is a
1: very versatile color film. And yes, I, I bought a brick on the pre-launch I'm buying another brick, uh, as soon as it becomes available uh this is an amazing film i think it's gonna be great for fall colors
0: oh definitely
1: Mm.
2: well going from the retro and the normal to the outright weird jess loves lamography purple i'm still a little bit torn on it so maybe you can sell me on it jess
0: All right. Well, thanks for that, Alex. I'll try my best to sell you on this film because I just absolutely adore Lomo Purple, especially in the summer. Um, So, first reason why I like it so much is just because it's so much fun. Uh, It's really cool to just kind of alter the world around you, the way you see things. Uh, You know, like it takes something ordinary and makes it seem so otherworldly. It can just change everything all around you, which is really, really cool for me. Um, I also don't often shoot very much in the summer. Like I mentioned in the intro, farm work tends to keep me pretty busy through the summer months. Uh, So I'm not usually out there as often as I'd like to be. Um, But also, I actually prefer shooting when there's less leaves on the tree. Uh, If you follow any of my work, I tend to do a lot in the woods. And so I find that when the canopy is full in the summertime, it's not as fun for me. you know, I just find the greens get really boring after a while. It's kind of all the same tones everywhere, uh, unless you get nice little light pockets that come through. But Lomo Purple will just change everything up. It looks really cool and it loves contrast, uh, it really likes contrasty scenes. Um, it doesn't like uh, like last summer I shot it when we had some wildfire smoke coming through from out west and it didn't like the sky that day because normally it has that beautiful turquoisey kind of poppy sky off the purple foliage or well green foliage, but it goes purple. Um, and I found that that day kind of turned things a little Uh, muddy uh even brownish tinged uh, almost like my film was smoked (laughs) but um so definitely shoot it on bright sunny days that's what the film really really loves um because this is definitely not a film either for the winter especially outdoors it hates snow anything white will just stay white so it doesn't actually change the scene all that much Um, And, you know, I find that when you shoot it in the winter, you just kind of lose that essence of the film. Uh, I usually prefer to shoot it in 120 at ISO 400. Um, I just really like the bigger negative uh, and shooting it at faster speed because I usually do shoot it more in the woods since there's so much greenery around me. Um, I have shot it at ISO 435 millimeter, but it came out really grainy. Uh, Normally, I don't mind a little grain, uh, but this was way over the top even for me. Um, and this summer I'm actually sh- trying something new. I'm shooting it in 35 millimeter at ISO 200 because I have heard that that's supposedly the sweet spot for this film. So I'm really excited to be trying that out. But I still have a few rolls of 120 stash so that I can shoot it at ISO 400 when I when I, you know, get that itch. <laughs> um, and I got to say my second favorite film to shoot in the summer is Kodak Gold. That should be pretty obvious why. But for me, uh, there's a bit more of like a floofy kind of romantic idea around this film. Um, It's what I shot most when I was a kid. My parents gave me my first point shoot when I was nine, and I carried that with me everywhere. Uh, So it reminds me of, you know, warm summer nights watching my dad play um, softball, uh, you know, family camping trips. Like, I feel like every time I see an image shot on Kodak Gold, uh, it just reminds me of what the air felt like, what it smelled like. You know, I can I can see that in the images. Uh, and I mean of course this is just such a classic golden hour film it's almost like if you shoot this film any time of day it looks golden hour uh but you know especially when you do actually shoot at golden hour it it just really really sings and now I'm super excited it comes out in 120 because of course I love to shoot medium format most um so before I'd only ever shot it on uh 35 millimeter and always at box speed. But lately I've been starting to experiment a little bit more, trying to push it. Uh, Normally I would have saved that for using like Ultramax 400 because that's a film that pushes super well. So I'm trying out some experiments with uh, 200 as well, just to see where, where I can get it to. Um, But those are the two films that just are summer nights or summer days or, you know, just my go-to summer films. It's so much fun to shoot those.
2: So all these things are great. I love um, Roly Retro ADS. Love it behind a red filter. Again, I thank John for showing me that. And I definitely want to try it behind an R72 filter. Uh, RPX25 is a beautiful film. Um, can't wait to try Sinistil 400D. And of course, really digging into Gold 200 in 120. And I may even try Purple again. But if you follow my work, my favorite film stock of all times is Kodak Panatomic X. May it rest in peace. But I still want to shoot like it. And that means getting a film stock that shoots at ASA 32. And in the words of Matt Mirage, that's one hell of a pull. But I find that I can get TMAX 100 to get pretty close. Now, this involves both overexposing the film i um, shooting it at ASA 32 and then pulling it in development. Now, usually what I'll do is I'll usually take uh, timing for like uh, 25 speed and trusting in the latitude of Max film to get it right or just calculating it out. And that basically means taking the 100 speed film, subtracting 10% off the time and then subtracting another 5% off the time and then kind of rounding it down or up, depending on the scene. And you really have to pick the right developer as well because you don't want it to get too high contrast. You want to get it smooth, because again, kind of Comic X known for that nice smooth grays across it. You do lose a bit of the blacks, a bit of the whites, but you can bring that in in post-processing. So it works really well using... Uh, Kodak XTOL and you dilute it one-to-one, you use a highly dilute HC-110, you want to avoid Rodenol because that just cranks up that contrast and stand developing really wouldn't work there. Another good option would be D76 one-to-one and it really gives it back. It's, there's a bit of softness to it, nice smooth contrast, and of course, you're working with T grain film, so you already have that fine grain and sharpness that you've got with Panatomic X. So it's just it's something fun, it's something different. It takes a film that is known to be very high contrast and really scales that back. So yeah, it's just it's something different to try in the summer. Works really well again under bright summer lights. You want you don't want direct overhead lights, you do want to give it back to that. uh, sort of slanted light so you want the morning or the the, uh, late evening to really give it its best results and it works well both 120 and 35mm well that about covers it for this episode Um, again we are coming to the end of the summer but you still have plenty of time in August and into September to get out and shoot so until next time my name is Alex louts you know, just like summer barbecues, low and slow, great flavor.
3: <laughs> <laughs> this is James Lee. Hey, sun's out, guns out. Make sure your guns are labeled Nikon, Canon, Minolta, Roly Flexed. You know the drill.
1: It's Bill Smith, summertime, the living is easy. I'm quoting Gershwin here. Roll with, just work with me on this. <laughs>
0: This is Jess Hobbs. Uh, Just photograph the things that you love because the images that you make from the bottom of your heart will be the ones that you enjoy the most.
4: This is John Meadows. And for me, summer is about photography and beer. So after a long, hot summer day, shooting your favorite summer film, may your IPAs be hazy, but your lenses crystal clear. (laughs) Nice. Nice.